Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. Happy Thursday. It's the 10th, and we are back with the Bible Reading Plan podcast with Pete Vanderwell. Um, Pete, are you a podcast listener? Do you no. Listen? You don't listen to podcasts? I have not had any real involvement with it until this very moment that we're doing this. Okay. So do you like listen to radio, or what do you listen to typically? I'm more into reading, I think, actually. Okay, uh, you don't listen to anything. Not much. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I listen to the news, of course, once in a while. But uh, to be perfectly honest with you, my wife and I have not been glued to the news channels lately, okay? Yep. Just a little separation is nice. Yep. You know, to turn it off. And I don't do Facebook. Never have. That's why my life is uncomplicated yet. You're better off for it, I think. I'm, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> and uh, what did you think a podcast was? Did you know what it was? Well, I have thought, you know, I, I knew it was a one-way communication from somebody, but I've never really uh, been, had the patience to sit and listen, I guess, is a good way to put it. Huh? I know they have some of these, they used to have a agendas where I used to work, where they'd have some educational sessions on, from the internet. We have a bunch of guys sitting around which is a podcast, but then you have multiple people in the same room listening. Uh -huh. It's very similar. And it's a one-way communication. You don't get, there's no feedback. Well, now you're on one. So that's kind of cool. And yeah. what, what, what did you think when I first asked you to do the podcast? Well, first of all, you gave me, what, about six hours notice, I think, which is a little less. Than this was a I couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yep, yep. And you said, no, thank you. Well, on that short notice, I wasn't going to do it because I needed time to prepare for today's thing event. Uh -huh. You had time to prepare. You had time to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Well, I'm so glad you joined us. Um, today, we're going to be reading 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 24. Would you mind if I read it? And then love to hear well, your thoughts. Wonderful. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise the words of prophets, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. May the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do this. What do you think, Pete? It obviously implies to live a spiritual life. And I heard somebody say this years ago one time, you don't have to sin. That's true. You don't have to sin, but man, it's part of our nature. So yeah, it's a battle continually, continually, continually. Yeah. You, so the, the idea that that sin is just an ongoing battle. Is that what you're talking about? Like verse 22? Uh, let's see. Maybe. Let's see. Abstain from every form of evil. Yeah. 
Yeah, 22. That's what it says. That just seems like an ongoing battle. That's right. Yeah. And if we could do this perfectly, Jesus would not Jesus would not have had to come to this earth. Yeah. It's impossible. Right. Yeah. So, so that doesn't mean that doesn't mean we can just go on sinning because he expects us to. Yeah. Yeah. That's what uh that's where we need God's activity. May may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. Doesn't say sanctify yourself. Yeah. I think I remember Paul saying somewhere that, you know, the intent of his word was that don't sin more so we get more grace. That doesn't make sense, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's not the heart of righteousness, is it? To take advantage right. of grace. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's this is something that, that God needs to do, that the Holy Spirit needs to come in and take up residence in us and um, sanctify us and keep us sound and blameless. I mean, that's a that's uh like last week we talked about spotlessness. How long can you go through the day and remain spotless? You know, physically speaking, I can't go hardly a meal without getting something on my clothes, let alone <laughs> my spirit, right? Like may your spirit and soul be kept soundless. Uh, spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um yeah, it's that's a miracle of of God who who keeps us blameless. Um um, and, and that kind of gets punctuated with the very last uh, four words. He will do this. Right? God, God is going to do it. So there's a huge battle against evil, but um, God is, is the one who's fighting it and um, giving us strength to uh, be kept sound and blameless amidst that battle. What are the other, uh, verse 21 here, test everything. Yeah. That's kind of a loaded comment, I think. Uh-huh. That's something that stuck out to me too, Pete. Why did it stick out to you? Well, if you can't, you can test everything, but you can't prove everything, okay? Like the faith we have in what God does, you can't test. Well, you, yes, there's ways you can test that, I guess, but you see the results over a period of maybe years or decades, but it isn't like you can go to the laboratory and prove it, you know? That's, that's what I'm getting at. Test everything to me, because of my background, means something you can do with your hands and something you can measure and taste or whatever you know that's not yeah. up to supplies i think um okay, so you probably had to do a lot of testing in your job yes so what was that like well you you have something in front of you that you're supposed to run through a certain test and you measure the results and uh and why do you well, do that because we have to make sure that for production this stuff is flawless there's a guy one time that said if if the first prototype works fine if the second one works fine if the third one works go to production well that's kind of a big shortcut but we have to make sure that everything works and we do multiple tests we don't just test something once make sure that it can pass more than once and uh and is that is that because the you don't like the product or because you don't want the product to work like what because we have to make sure that it doesn't fail when the ultimate user gets his hands on it it's because you want the product to be as valuable as possible. Right, as reliable as possible, yes. Yeah. In this case, these are mirrors of Gentex, and these might be in a car for 10 years or something. So, you know, that's, these things have to work for at least a decade. Yeah. So, th in this case, it's talking about despising, don't despise the words of prophets. Don't quench the spirit, don't despise the words of prophets, but test everything, hold fast to what is yeah. good. Which is a good point, test the prophets, I mean, 
there's who were the prophets I wanted to refer to here, like today, for instance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that this multifaceted. I think you would talk about maybe Isaiah as a prophet, but I think you're also talking about people within the community who are who are preaching the good news, who are telling, teaching about God, who are right. giving a word or a, a, <laughs> of the Lord for the people. Um, I think I think that just everything could be also applied to if somebody says something, make sure that it's in harmony with the gospel. That might be the test you're referring to, maybe. Yeah, I think it's like there's this um, there there's a uh, a dichotomy here that he's setting up and then and then kind of uh, destroying. He's saying, um, "Don't quench the spirit. Don't despise the words of prophets." So you have a choice. Someone speaks something, and either you despise it and say, "I don't want it. I disagree. That's bad." You know, I despise that word, and I despise the prophet. Or someone speaks something, and you go, "Oh, that's good. I'm going to take it and you know just eat it whole." And he's saying, "Test everything." And when I heard that um, today, I thought, "Well, that that means I'm engaging." in helping to find the good in something and sorting out the bad and kind of testing it and wrestling with it and, you know, conversing about it or, you know, putting it into practice and seeing if it holds true. Um, that's, that seems to be um, a way that we end up strengthening the word of the prophet, like you would, you know, one of your mirrors that you're testing yeah. to go, we want to, we, we hear the word, maybe it's not the best right now maybe maybe the word of instruction or the word of prophecy or the the word that you presented from god is is good but it's not great but we can test it and we can figure out what the good in it is you know what i mean yeah and i feel like that's like something that we don't have very much of right now in our bifurcated world where everything is either you know uh, black or white and you have very little dialogue about how to, you know, gain wisdom um, in, in whatever issue you're talking about. So um, one other thought I had about that test everything, you know, back in the Old Testament, God encourages the people at that point to test him to see if, you know, by uh, giving one tenth to see if God does not bless you know, their, their crops or whatever, you know, and uh, I'm not sure what, what, where it's found in the Old Testament, but God himself said, test me in this. I remember that, Kim. Yeah. So God is not against testing in the proper manner for his word, really. Yeah. It's like try it and see. You know, yeah. testing would have to be like, if God was saying don't test it, he's, say, he's asking you to take it at face value. Like, this is what I'm asking you to do. Either do it or don't do it. But to test something means, like, try it out. You know, yeah. try, try a little bit and, and see how it works for you. See if you like it. You know? Something like trust, but still verify. Yeah, <laughs> that's the Reagan's comment, right? Yeah. Trust, but verify. Is that, is that the quote, trust, but verify? Well, I, don't, I didn't hear it from him, but, when, but uh, he may have said that, but uh, I've heard that many years ago already. Trust, but verify. Right. Um, and if, he's, if the person is saying that about himself, you know, hey, I'm going to say this. Um, trust me that I'm trying to give you good news here, but verify it too. Like, don't just take my word for it. You should also yeah. weigh it on your own. This is something that Francis Chan says too, when he's preaching, um, he'll say something like, um, 
you know, here's what the scriptures say, but don't just take my word for it. You go read the scriptures, <laughs> you know, you right. read this, this stuff, you figure out what, like, this is the best I can do. Um, I'm trying to be as honest as possible with you about what scripture is telling me, but you go read these scripture passages. You search for the truth yourself and weigh it yourself. Um, test it out. Um, hold fast to what is good. So um, I appreciate that, that, um, that posture that Paul has. And I think what it does in the end is it produces and cultivates a stronger sense of vision and truth and prophecy for the whole community. You know, where if you have a bunch of people who are just taking other people's words for things, you've just got a really surface level uh, faith and understanding. Um, and you end up having a lot more fractures. It's pretty fragile because if you can't test something, you just have to say yes or no. And a lot of times you're just going to say no because you don't like it. But I think by testing God's word together, like we do in this kind of the, like a podcast like this, we're able to have dialogue over scriptures. You go, all right, I think um, I disagree with this part, but there's something good in here. So let's find it together. I think that creates a lot more resilience and faithfulness. Um, the final thing I just want to say is rejoice always, pray, th pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances exa is exactly what Mary does um, in our passage yesterday in Luke, right? She, when, when God comes to her with news, um, she rejoices and she and she says a prayer. She gives thanks to God. So um, it's a good reminder to us, no matter what we're going through, to um, see how we can rejoice in whatever circumstances we find ourselves in. All right. Well, Pete, thanks for engaging that passage with me. And um, we're going to be back for our final day tomorrow. We're going to be reading John 1, verses 6 through 8, and then 19 through 28. All right. We will talk to you later. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Thank you.